0: RNZ nor I'm Wallace Chapman. With me, we have uh, Cindy Michener and Peter Fielder. Uh, on Thursday's panel. Now, this just in, about uh, 30 seconds ago, government talk between National Act and New Zealand First have concluded. In a statement, Christopher Luxon, David Seymour and Winston Peters say all three parties are now going through their respective party processes for final sign-off. That process is expected to be completed this evening and subject to... An agreement by all parties. A signing ceremony will take place tomorrow at Parliament. So, uh, been 40 days since the election. Uh, New Zealand's first ever three-headed coalition government yet to be finally locked in. It looks like uh, the signing ceremony will take place tomorrow at Parliament. Well, with us is Mark Sainsbury. Now, aside from being uh, a presenter, he was a long-running Political correspondent for TV One. He joins us now, Mark Kia ora, Kiana
1: Wallace. Uh,
0: let, let, and Peter. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Mark. And me, Mark.
1: Yeah, Cindy.
0: Cindy's here. Too. We're all we're all here, Mark. We're all here. I mentioned Cindy. Yeah. I
2: specifically. Yeah. Mark, Cindy did it <laughs> in here story,
0: uh, Okay. To the story here, Mark. Now, you, yep. I understand you witnessed. Winston Peters' speech in the very first MMP coalition. Uh, as history as a guide, what happened in that one?
2: Well, you see, this is going back to 1996, remember, and, and there was the whole, you know, Winston sailing and the thing dragged on. I was, at that stage, TVNZ, foreign correspondent based in London, and I came back for a – I've been following all of this smoke over there, and I literally flew into Wellington, on the day that he was making the speech. And I remember sort of watching this, and he started off, and it, it, it took literally, he talked, it seemed, it seemed, my memory, like he talked for about half an hour. And you still did not know all the way through the speech, which way he was going to jump. It wasn't until the very end where he said, and for that reason I decided I'm going into coalition <laughs> with the National. And it was just, it was, it was just showmanship in, in, in many ways. He had everyone just sitting there, hanging off to see what was going to happen. But we sort of forget how long that took While it yeah. that went on, so it was interminable.
0: Yeah, well, I can recall, Mark. Uh, I mean, who do, who do you think's been driving this process? What things do you get? I mean, Winston Peters must by now be uh, such a skilled MMP negotiator.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, and, and don't forget they teased uh, Christopher Luxon all the way through the debates about that, how are you going to deal with Winston? Yeah. And successive governments had. but you, you look back, he, he did the deal with National, you know, with Jim Bulger, the person that, you know, they, they were sworn enemies. He did that deal when everyone thought he was going to go with Labour. He did the deal with Labour when he thought he was going to go with National. So he's always, I mean, flexible would be one word, but um, the other thing is that, um, you know, Winston... It was, and he was insistent right at the start. Remember, he said, we're not even going to talk about this till the specials come in because that could change everything. And he was quite right in that sense. You know, you need to know exactly. There's no point saying, well, we want this, we're going to do this, and the results aren't firmed up. So then you have this process going on and on. And when you think about it, all going, oh, this is, take, this is taking far too long. Look, in 12 months' time, are we going to really care whether it took four weeks or five weeks? Probably not. If we get stable government. And that was the, the essential part of getting this coalition agreement put together. And don't forget, Winston Peters has been in coalitions. Do <laughs> you remember that when, when the type Five abandoned him and went with Jenny Shipley and all that mm. stuff? You know, going back at the end of that Bulge administration, or the, the Shipley administration. So, you know, Winston wants to get everything tied down. And it would be sensible for anyone he's in coalition with to have that tied down as well. Hey, and Mark. Given just a, yes, Cindy.
3: I've got a theory for you. Yeah. <laughs> Winston doesn't really want Deputy PM because, frankly, it is a lame duck position. We've all seen Veep and, uh, you know, that, that certainly put the vice president in perspective. He doesn't really want it, but he used it to negotiate for some real power-based positions in and around finance and foreign affairs.
2: Yes, yeah, look, I can, and I can see the logic in that. But you just come back to the personality politics. Would Winston be happy being junior to David Seymour? Because that's effectively what it'd be. The Deputy Prime Minister is constitutionally the second highest position, um, you know, within the executive. So, and, and, you know, that's been a lot of that sort of toing and throwing going through, you know, we will be down to, you know, Winston playing them and, and, uh, so, and if, if there's, 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 if you're in a coalition, you also need to get runs. Now, if you're the Deputy Prime Minister, you get a lot more attention. Um, I mean, that's not a hell of but you, you, you're filling in on the job. Your name will be on those little plaques outside the sort of, um, you know, massive, massive public swimming pool when it was open, you know. <laughs> all, all, <that. laughs> all, those, all those wonderful baubles of office. Um, but, and also the other thing, though, that I think we'll be going through with it, talking about the Deputy, Wallace, is that, you know, Winston has been there. He has done it. No. You know, if you put someone like David Seymour, you know, no cabinet experience whatsoever, um, and then suddenly you're Deputy Prime Minister and you're expected to fill in um, when the Prime Minister is away, offshore, or incapacitated.
1: All right. Um, Shall we bring Winston
2: in Peter? want it.
1: Yeah,
0: OK. Shall we bring in Peter as well?
1: I'm not sure that we should, being, of course, Tauiwi, but uh, um, poor David Seymour. Look at us talking here, and he doesn't get mentioned at all. Poor guy. Um, I'm with you, Mark. Alas, uh, Cindy, I kind of disagree. I'm really struggled to find a policy behind Peter's. I feel it's much more personality driven. So absolutely, Deputy Prime Minister, it'll all be about Winston. And I don't think he really cares that much about any policy changes that ACT or National or this coalition will get done. But perhaps I'm dead wrong.
3: But power well, power th- is never given, it is always seized. So well, see, hmm. yeah. Mark first and yeah, the better. Thing
2: is, like, to Seymour, if he if he doesn't become deputy prime minister, it, it always gives him a safety valve as well because if things implode or go really bad, you're one further step down. Look, wasn't my fault, you know, <laughs> Winston was in the deputy job, he had too much power. Uh, he couldn't control this, so that's another that's another advantage for them as well. But look, it sounds as though they've got everything tied up. We'll all yeah. go tomorrow, or at some stage later on, later on tonight, because that's right. I mean, they're quite right. They now have to go back to their own parties. They can reach a deal, but their own parties have to sign it off. Um, you know, I the have Koreans a question. Have a lot of trouble with that.
0: I have a question for you. Uh, Mark and that is yep. uh, this is what Grant Robinson said, being co-deputies sounds pretty woke for Winston and David, and there has been a sense that um, uh, might a shared deputy prime ministership be in the offering? I mean, what's your sense around that?
2: No. No, look, no. The co ones wouldn't work, the shared ones. What, what what are they going to do? Sort of six months on, six months off sort of thing. Um,
3: no, that was Monday, yeah, that, that, Wednesday, Sunday for Winston. <laughs> right. Tuesday and like Thursday for child
2: really sort of Childcare agreements that sort of sort of have to a <laughs> yeah. divorce, you know. Look, they they, they what they've and what the, I think what the country wants as well, if people want to see a bit of stability. They want to see something that's going to carry on. We don't want to be keep thinking: is the government going to fall apart? Is this going to last? We're going to go through more turmoil. So they probably want to keep things as as steady as possible. And the fact of the matter is, like or loathe Winston offers a lot. He he is very experienced. I mean, he has his own foibles and his own. Um, you know, there'll be there'll be certain things that uh, you know that he'll want, and 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 he also holds a he can also hold a grudge. Um, which is why well, you think back to that um, to the last election when we went to coalition with Labour, that never surprised me because remember they leaked as they'd been overpaid on a super?
0: Oh, that's right. That's right.
2: Yeah. He was so angry about that. I just knew he was never going to go into college. Let me ask
0: Peter. Has the, has oh, the, has, uh, Peter, has the time – I mean, this has been, uh, it's been a lot around the the time, you know, 40 days. has been, you know, uh, weeks and weeks. Has that uh, bothered you at all, or is this the price of democracy?
1: Well, of course, in the United States, the election is the uh, Tuesday after the first Monday in November – and the president is inaugurated until the 20th of January. And actually, right. that's only starting with FDR. If, you're, if you really want to dig deep, it was actually the, the 4th of March uh-huh. uh, until, until the Great Depression. So no, it doesn't. Uh, look, uh, Mark, I would like to see Nicola Willis I'd love to see the idea that this will be, right, the responsibility of national and that the 11 seats and the 8 seats of the other parties are kind of in a in a different place. And we think of it differently. I think that would be a very sensible move. And then Seymour and Peters would have other roles. Uh, I think that would be good. I think that would be the way to go personally.
3: It just doesn't work like that, though, you know. Co- coalitions and and MMP are about the numbers that you need to have power and i mean you know but the- it doesn't
1: mean you have to have the deputy be either act or 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 uh, or or New Zealand first and in fact this way you would kind of treat them equally so one doesn't have to be superior and inferior in the secondary role. That would be so that's point, when Cindy.
3: that's when the personalities come into play though. I mean uh, I, I, I do have to say that I agree with Mark. Christopher Luxon is not an experienced politician and neither's David Seymour. So I mean Winston for all his crazies. Uh, does, you know, certainly have... Showing his experience. craft, yes. showing the craft. So, eh? you know, he he, he could yeah. be good in the foreign...
0: Well, speaking of showing your craft, right. or, or as always, a pleasure, Mark. Kia ora. Thanks, uh, and, thanks for your time.
2: And while my guitar gently weeps. Ah, <laughs>
0: oh, uh, <laughs> nice one. Oh, what a song, hey eh? I, thanks Mark, I can record By the way, that, I asked you uh, What of the 30 songs should I play uh, uh, From the White Album uh, And r- a huge run So thanks for that Keep us coming to 2101 one. Uh, It's got to be while my jet guitar
1: gently weaves but Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl But she doesn't have a lot to say Her
0: Majesty's a pretty nice girl good, But she doesn't, doesn't have a lot to, to say, say. Um, Hang on, yep. is that from the White Album? Uh, I've,
3: I've got no idea, just, but I knew the yeah. song Anyway well Um,
0: the panel rnz national or can council is to vote on the way forward for homes damaged by floods and slips that can be salvaged if work is done to protect them from future hazards saying that homeowners would be responsible for project management and have a two-year timeline to get work complete category three means you get bought out Category 2P is one step down from Category 3. At 2P, you would be offered 25% of the home's capital value to spend on repairs and risk mitigation. Well, Alicia Knowles' her home on the North Shore, it was significantly damaged by slips during that massive Auckland anniversary storm. Alicia's with us now. Welcome, Alicia.
4: Good afternoon, Wallace.
0: Well, here we are on the cusp of December, 11 months on. Hmm. What a hell of a year for you, your whanau, and other affected homeowners, huh?
4: Oh, it has been one hell of a year. You're right. I can't believe we are. We're going to come to the anniversary of the event and a likelihood that a lot of us will be still displaced and still not know what the future holds for our homes and our families.
0: Give us an update on your wonderful Birkenhead home. Describe it for us. Where are are you at with it?
4: Well, I'm no closer than I was on January the 26th when it happened, or January 27th when it happened. I still don't know. I had my property assessed by the council 10 weeks ago and was told that six weeks later I would be given a categorisation, whether it be a 2 or a 3, I still haven't had the categorisation. Um, multiple attempts to find out have resulted in please be patient, please be patient, we appreciate your patience. Um, some people in our group, we, we've we got many groups, there's a North Shore residents stickered group, there's an Auckland stickered group, we all um, bandy together and ask each other has anyone had a categorisation and to date it's only Muriwai residents that know the face of their homes a lot of us are still left in limbo we don't know we're displaced we can't live in our homes that we pay our mortgages on we can't go back to you know at the place we call home and love it's um it's been a tumultuous 10 months that's for sure
0: could you imagine this uh, Sydney Jan 26 you leave your home because of massive slips damaged and what is it now the what twenty third of November
3: oh, look i, Alicia, I that's uh, i mean I just feel so sorry for you and i i 'm just sort of thinking quickly here as to why i mean Murawai had terrible damage, and I guess Murawai mm-hmm. was the content and the the, the news face mm-hmm. of um, a lot of the issues and I wonder if that's why um, mm-hmm. it seems to have got all the attention
4: Potentially, and that's what um, a group of us have got together in the last week and said let's bandy together as a group and so we have, we're hoping that there is going to be a bit of a safety in numbers so we have called a meeting on December the 2nd, we're coming together we've invited city councillors uh, Chris Darby, to, uh, to come and attend. We've um, asked them to you know, meet us, talk to us, hear what we have to say, hear what it's like to be displaced and, um, and see the face of it as a collective. And we are hoping that this might um, yeah, help our plight. We're so grateful for the media coverage that we can get for people to understand that... Make it sure you, you ask Wain the Mayor. Home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, make so, sure oh, you God. ask Wayne Brown. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just we want answers. We want to move on. We want to move forward. It's, um, it's harrowing not having answers and not knowing what's happening with your, your biggest asset.
1: Peter. Yes, Alicia, listening to you now and reading you in the paper, you seem like a really wonderful spokesperson. So uh-huh. upbeat, even exactly. though you're struggling. And by the way, that just can't be gainsaid. Uh, here in Christchurch, look, um, it's a long time ago now, but February 22nd, everyone remembers it. And we all had to be sympathetic and understanding. EQC wasn't prepared for this. No one was. But this is not the same thing. It's not all of Auckland. Um, We should be able to come and swing around and get this done because Mm. we should. it, It doesn't seem to be beyond. Um, the abilities of everyone, the councillors, to to get the I agree.
4: I thought that the EQC and the councils might have learned a bit from Christchurch. Um, I, ironically, I feel a little like uh, natural disasters follow me around. I'm from Christchurch. I moved away after the earthquake, uh, so this is um, yeah. This is <laughs> it's yeah. comical, isn't it? Um, but well, we've had I, no
1: more earthquakes, so that's good. There, at least. So thank maybe you. Maybe
4: I'll come home. Um, the the situation with EQC, I my bricks and mortar physically sit exactly eight meters from my landslide, making me not eligible for a cent of EQC payout. The rules and regulations that have tightened around this have been crazy. When I tell people oh, what they say, they, they assume I'm insured. I am insured. I was heavily insured, but you can't insure land. And the rules around the 8-metre uh, bricks and mortar from a landslide mean I'm not eligible for it. one cent oh. from EQC. Despite my house being unlivable, it's crazy. It really is. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm hanging out to find out what category my house is. Um, both don't work for me, to be perfectly honest. A category three right. based on January valuations leaves me with no home and still a mortgage. I sadly bought at the height of the market. I, I overpaid for my house, I realise that now. A hmm. January valuation gives me a gap of about $200,000 upside down. So okay. I don't want to be a category three, but a category two is about $225,000, 25% of my CV. But it's not enough to fix a landslide with limited access in the bush, I back onto a reserve and a creek, so therefore there's no access to this landslide. They would need to helicopter equipment, and I can't see that being done for two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars either. Alicia. So, extraordinary. It's
0: uh, can oh. I just ask you away from away from those sort of uh, those nuts and bolts issues? Can I just ask you this, uh, 11 months on leisure? What's the pressure been like on on your family?
4: Well, I'm a single mum. It's just my son and I, mm. and um, I, I have sheltered him from a lot of it. Um, there's been a lot of tears, which I do away from him. I've had amazing support from friends and fam. Well, friends. I don't have any family, so amazing support from friends. I um, I've been reliant on, um, you know, being being lucky enough, I guess, to get a rental property. Um, I was able to get some insurance for a rental property for the first few weeks. Then I was paying rent and mortgage. Um, the even the ability to access MSD payments for temporary accommodation assistance. The the hurdles that they're making us le- leap through. You can't get access to it if your house is in a trust. You can't get access to it if you hadn't didn't have a tenancy agreement in place in January. So they are making it very difficult for us. There well, has not been a day that has been easy for Alicia, any of us. We'll,
0: we'll keep in touch with you here on the panel, but for now, kia ora, uh, and I you. appreciate your time today.
4: Thank you so much.
0: It's uh, Alicia Knowles there.
3: God, my heart breaks. It just gets worse and worse for her. Poor woman.
0: 27 past four, uh, the panel, uh, NZ National. Now, uh, completely different topic here water care. They've defended. Paying for daily subway meals for some employees working in Auckland after revelations that NZTA offering free pies to employees working on the messenger bypass project. A Watercare worker emailed News Hub saying they too were provided with free lunch. There's been a daily meal from fast food giant subway. Now Watercare staff often go for quite long stretches before they're able to take a meal break. Less than 6% of the workforce receive this free $15 12 inch sub per shift, uh, meaning they spend around 140k per year for about 70 workers. Uh, a take on this fair enough, fair play, hard working, or what the heck are they doing forking up for subway?
3: Oh, absolutely fair enough, fair play. I mean, a lot of the six percent, right? And some of the, I mean, the wastewater crew trucks. I mean, you know, wastewater. Hello, you know, they don't have fridges, they don't have microwaves. They're driving around all over the place. I I mean, I just think it is so petty to be complaining about the pies and the subway. I mean, you know, New Zealand is you hear a lot of oh well nobody wants to do this job and nobody wants to do that job and blah blah so you know can't you make a big a big bowl of pasta like I had on a oh, sunday who? Who's a, big, you?
0: a big a big bowl of pasta and then and then you bring bring it in your little lunch box with what well, s-
3: do you want your little lunch box in a waste water truck with no fridge no i listen i think that this is a storm in a teacup, and the least that we can be doing for some of these workers is providing a, you know, a, a little bit of a caring environment. And even talking about right. it, I just, I just okay. makes me crazy. Peter,
1: well, I mean, look, I think they should also have unlimited leave as well. Or is that the next topic? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Next topic, speed, reader. Right. Yep. So, sorry about that. No, i You know, I'm. <laughs> I'm not a big Subway fan, um, yeah, so I, I don't understand how they can bake bread that has no taste. That's always been a struggle <laughs> for me, but uh, if if, <laughs> if, if the, other people they're, love they're, it. They're there
3: Americans.
0: Is there is that.
3: They're Americans. That's well, that, that explains it, Cindy. Yeah. You're absolutely right. There
1: we go. Cindy Tasteless.
0: Mishner, good grief. What are, you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, uh, no, Okay, so um, uh, Peter's on the fence there. Cindy says... Shame on us for bringing us up. Yeah. And, of course, and, look, let's be fair, eh? A who's got time to make lunch every day? And actually, no, well, lots the... of people
3: make lunch every yeah. day. I'm just saying that in these circumstances, they're in these trucks, they're driving around all over the place. They don't know where they're going to be at lunchtime. I, you Wallace, know, I think you this are is... so
0: mean-spirited. What is wrong with looking after employees? <laughs> yes, right. uh, but, I didn't hear you opposing uh, it, Wallace. You didn't come out against well, this, did you? Well, I, I said make your lunch at home, like I do. Oh, okay. um, but then again, you know, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not um, doing eight hours of hard core physical work, am I, each day Um, Now, uh, just in terms of feedback, we got a lot of feedback about whether or not I should have a country music week (laughs) Text me 2101 Um, Yes, have a country music week and make the panel great again (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's clever Yep (laughs) You're on the panel, RNZ National.